Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630 WLAP, the home of the Cats, right here in Lexington. And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic, and together Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking to Cats if it's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation. You can hear it right here every day on the Locked On Podcast Network. On this edition of the show, which is brought to you by Lex Start Nutrition, we'll tell you about them a little bit in, a little bit more in a bit. As you can hear, Kyle is on the phone, not a regular setup, because we wanted to get this one out a little bit earlier. We are going to attempt to maybe talk some basketball at the end of this podcast, since there was an exhibition game Friday night, but I have a feeling we might just be rapping about football this whole time, because that was about as improbable as a win as I can ever remember. Yeah, I mean, like, they were so close to letting not all, certainly not all, because they would have still been playing for a first place in the East Saturday, regardless of the outcome, because of how everything else shook out. But a lot of the air was going to go out of the balloon had they not had two big things happen. One uh, was Lynn Bowden's crazy punt return, where he, I think, his first punt return of his career. He just basically demanded that he go in the game, and Mark Stoops liked it, and he went in there and returned it for a touchdown. Gave them their first real life. Uh, and that was with like five and a half minutes to go. With five and a half minutes to go, they're down 14 to three. Uh, Lynn Bowden returns the punt, and then the Terry Wilson drive, if, and all the things that sort of had to happen for that to work. Before that, they were dead in the water. It was a, just an abysmal offensive performance, really questionable coaching decisions, and a lot of the air was going to go out of the blue. I mean, it seemed pretty well set in stone. I think at, at with five minutes to go, it was like 98% on the, you know, and those are often good wrong with these crazy comebacks, but like 98% win percentage for Missouri at that point. Wild. I mean, really wild. Uh, saved, not only saved the excitement of the season, like provided a whole new jolt of it because now Kentucky's in rare air and this is, you know, you can dream again about winning the East. Going to Atlanta. I mean, the winner, winner take all on Saturday against Georgia uh, for the right to play Alabama, which, I mean, probably Alabama, almost certainly. You don't but, trust Coach O? Uh, That's neither here nor there. No. But, yeah, I mean, stunning. I mean, really, really stunning. I, I just, they've had some good, some, I think I saw Corey, uh, is it Price? Is that his name? That has yes. all the crazy stuff. Said something like, this is like the fourth or fifth. Come back under stoops of like ten plus points, which, I mean, those are those are tough to do, uh, maybe more than that. But they've had some some pretty impressive comebacks, but this is by far the most unlikely. Yeah, and I mean, just to kind of reset it, Kentucky got the ball, and the first play on that last drive was sack, and they went to their own twelve yard line. That sack took them there. And at that point, there was one minute on the clock, and they had one timeout. And they took another sack. <laughs> and the, yeah, that wasn't, the, that wasn't your, the last sack of a drive where they had to go basically 82 yards. They got sacked twice. And I think they only had one timeout, right? Yeah, that was the other sack was when they used that timeout. As I said, the, after the first play, it was one minute, one timeout. They were on their own 12. And they go 12 yards to Bowden, 16 yards to Bouvier, which was the one of the most impressive catches of the game, where it was slightly behind him, where so it could be fit into be um, beside the defender, 
And he makes I was gonna it, say if it wasn't if it wasn't behind him, it's intercepted. So it was where it had to be, but it was a great catch. Well, according to Matt Matt Stitchcomb, it should if it would have been somehow a magically gone through the defender, gone Bouvier would have been the defender. It would have been another play. Yeah, I heard that. But, yeah, that was weird. No. That was weird. And I'm gonna get back to Stitchcomb in a bit because he said something after the game that was funny. Then they go 27 more to Bouvier, 13 to. Which op- he got tattooed on, by the way. Like another impressive catch because he didn't fumble. I mean, he got. He got smoked at the end of that play. 13 yards to Ali. Then you, then you have the sack. Then 17 yards to Bowden, which I think... A little flip out to the yeah. side. And he smartly ran it up the sideline and set that about. And I think Eddie Grand said that that's kind of like a, a play call they have in, and it might have, the way I understood it, been like an option. And great execution by both of those guys. Uh, I mean, for two younger players, Wilson... In his first year playing quarterback at major college, and Lynn Bowden as a sophomore made that play exactly how you're supposed to. And then, yeah, and, and the this, play before was like a little, a weird little the Epps play to the sideline. Yeah, was like was him rolling out and kind of flipping it out there, realizing he had an option and flipping it out there. Um, he really let it. People who wanted Terry Wilson to kind of let it rip, he did on that drive. And then my favorite play of the game, which has gotten all the controversy, which I guess we'll dip into a little bit. Ahmad Wagner, his first ever target as a wide receiver. Is that right? That's the first time they've even thrown to him? <laughs> yes. That's the first time being targeted as a wide receiver. And he draws a pass interference from Missouri, which sets up an untimed down for Kentucky. Kyle, did you think it was a pass interference? What are your thoughts on that? That's. Uh, I mean, like, there's a legitimate beef on that, that, you know... It, more looked like Wagner was pushing off than than, uh, than the defender was interfering. But I look, just as a to digress for one second, that's going to be a weapon, and it tells you what they think about him as a weapon in that jump ball situation. You got a big basketball player came over from playing basketball at Iowa, big target, good hops, great hands, made a great catch. He was out of bounds, but he made a great catch on that. It's amazing that he was on the field and he was the the guy. For, for a game-winning play, and, and i got to imagine we'll see more of that in the future. Probably was offensive pass interference. Uh, I saw somebody else wrote that uh, Conrad that pushed him off, you know, threw the defender off him on his eye. That I don't buy. I didn't think that was anything really out of the norm on the, the eventual touchdown catch by C.J. Conrad, who apparently said, you know, throw me the ball, because they, they set up that play, called timeout, and decided to run it again. They were going to change the play, but Conrad said on the on the TV broadcast, no, I want the ball, I want to win the game. So kudos to him and people who wanted to see C.J. Conrad get the ball. He got it in as big a spot as he ever will. But to the pass interference call, I, th- I totally get people being upset. However, this was about the eighth straight game that Josh Allen if you go back and watch film, I think any person who evaluates what a hold is was held, I don't know, a half dozen times without drawing a flag. There's a bunch of other calls in the game that were huge, huge plays as well. But, I, you know, I don't really quibble with Missouri fans who are mad because I, I, think, I think they got that call wrong. But I think Kentucky was owed that one from the football guy for, I don't know, 40 years of those calls going against Kentucky uh, in a big moment. So, I, this was the most anti-Kentucky game uh, of the modern football era. I, I think. I think. I think it was the the absolute most anti 
Kentucky football game of the, uh, in in many ways. In some ways, it went to script because the offense was a disaster. But but that they caught these breaks, uh, that they made the big play instead of folding when they had a chance. Talk about anti-Kentucky defense has been a problem for a long time. This defense is now in the conversation for you know best in the country. Yeah, we will get I don't to think the... it is the best in the country, but it's really really good. And they, to go eight straight possessions, three and out from Missouri is was stunning. We'll get to the defense here in a second, but you know, to your point about that being a questionable thing and all this and that, the thing that you have to do when you get a break, you have to take advantage of it, and then Kentucky does take advantage of it with that touchdown pass to Conrad. Walk-off win, I think it was the only walk-off win touchdown Kentucky's had since 1971 when there was a pick six against Vanderbilt as time expired. That would have been a crazy play to see, but... Uh, this was crazy enough. The one argument I will say that people are making against the pass interference call that I don't believe is the fact that they were saying it was uncatchable. And then I mean, yeah, go- no, because I mean, if if you if you believe he was interfered with, then him being kind of pushed out the back of the end zone, he caught. How can you call something uncatchable that was caught and almost that he almost still got down in bounds? I mean, yeah, that was it's kind point. of an odd argument when he caught the ball. <laughs> Okay, we'll wrap um, on the offense on this point. Hey, Kyle, how many quarterbacks played in the game? <laughs> yeah, yep, three quarterbacks, just like you predicted, and they didn't lose as I predicted they would if they played three quarterbacks. Three quarterbacks uh, played, Kentucky won, like I said they would, and everybody thought I was crazy. Everybody thought no way that that could happen. What happened it might not have been a great strategy, depending on who you ask. Yeah. Depending on the fact how much you buy into the fact of Terry Wilson needing some fire underneath him and maybe that motivating him to a certain extent. I don't know. I'm not a psychologist. I don't talk to Terry Wilson. He doesn't sit down on a couch and pay me hundreds of dollars an hour to psychoanalyze him. So I don't know all these things. But I do know three quarterbacks played, including Danny Clark. And you can get mad at Danny Clark for kind of almost fumbling or close to it. But he did pick up a first down, so... From a pure result standpoint, which isn't always the fairest way to measure things, but that's the way I'm going to measure things because I was right and i got to make this point. Three quarterbacks play. Kentucky picks up the first down with Danny Clark. Gunnar Hoke comes in, uh, we'll say motivates Terry Wilson, and then Terry Wilson leads a game-winning touchdown drive to beat Missouri in an improbable way. So just like Mark Stoops wanted it, several quarterbacks and you get the W, Kyle. Yeah, I mean, I, I was wrong on the outcome, but I stand by the logic of, of because they were, a, one, a whisker away from losing anyway. Uh, but the, re- the only reason, not the only reason, but a major reason that they were, you know, needing a miracle at the end is because they have the absurd quarterback management. I mean, if Terry Wilson needed the fire lit, I got the sense it was lit earlier in the week. He started out great. He was playing fine. They had a bunch of other guys making mistakes. Defense was making penalties early to keep Missouri on the field. Uh, Dorian Baker was dropping passes and quitting on routes. But beyond that, I mean, Terry Wilson started like 10 of 11. What else do you want him to do? Then you bench the guy. Gunnar Hope comes in and becomes Mr. Three and Out, spraying the ball all over the place. He finished for like three of three of eight for 26 yards. Was it three or four unproductive drives that he led? Right in the middle of the game, Terry Wilson comes back in, and they, you know, 
they move the ball again. And then he, he takes them all 82 yards down the field. I think he was perfect passing on that drive. Uh, yes. It was like eight for eight on the, the game-winning touchdown drive. Throws for 265 yards or 267 in the game-winning score. I thought the quarterback management was absurd because early in the game when they brought in Danny Clark, you got like a yard to get and you bring in the backup quarterback for the first time ever and have him run it and he almost fumbled it away. That made no sense to me. Like Picked up you the have first a down. quarterback and you also have a wildcat guy who's your short yardage guy. There was it was a nonsensical choice. We'll see. The gunner hook thing happened when your quarterback's finally in a rhythm. Your starting quarterback's finally in a rhythm and you sit him down for three or four series. Um, it almost bit him in the butt. It didn't, but it doesn't change the fact that it was foolish, and nobody can tell me otherwise. And and I, I think, I mean, and the, the coaching staff would be getting destroyed today if they lose that game. Even after that last drive, if they'd almost won, because then you go. So we were one play away from still winning that game, and if you you know give Terry Wilson those four possessions, you gave Gunnar Hope, maybe you win the game. I I thought it was crazy, and if they if it isn't the Terry Wilson show going forward and stick with that guy and ride or die with Terry Wilson, who has now led, by the way, played a terrific game and led them to their first win over Florida in 32 years in the swamp, and now done this on the road at Missouri, delivering a game-winning touchdown. Like, you ride with that dude. He's your best hope. Stop, stop outsmarting yourself, and if you were, stop giving in to parental pressure. Play your dude. And he's the dude. That's where I stand on that. They won, but it wasn't because they played three quarterbacks. You sure? Absolutely sure. Okay. I don't know. Terry Wilson looked like a motivated man on that last drive, and he did throw a pick as well. You're all positive on Terry Wilson. I'm just being devil's advocate because that that he pick, punted. He arm punted. That was that was that that wouldn't have been. Yards in the air, and it was better than anything they could have done with a punt. It wouldn't have been a good punt if that block in the back hadn't been called. That would have been a that's, slightly oh, that's slightly different ball game. Anyway, we're about to move on to the defense because they deserve a lot of the praise for this game. Actually, almost all of it, with the exception of that last drive. But first, I got to tell you about Lex Start Nutrition. We know you stay locked on to the Cats twenty four seven, but maybe it's time to get locked on your health as well. Lex Start Nutrition and its UK grad owner are here in Central Kentucky to help you achieve your dietary goals with personalized support for weight loss, weight management, and nutrition education. While it's true we can all use some support when attempting to resist that third quarter bag of kettle corn, Lex Start Nutrition goes beyond basic diet tips with a revolutionary leap therapy. A simple blood test allows Lex Start's certified leap therapist to pinpoint the exact foods and ingredients that give you your body the bad kind of blues. Symptoms like inflammation, sinus congestion, chronic pain, IBS, and even heartburn can be improved or eliminated by following your highly personalized LEAP protocol. LexStart accepts insurances like Anthem Blue Cross Blue Shield, Humana, Health Savings, and Flex Spending Accounts. Visit LexStartNutrition.com or call 859-429-8935 for more information. And you can get a free 15-minute phone consultation right now. That's L-E-X, startnutrition.com. Lex, get started today. We all love a night out, whether it's seeing our favorite band in person, like Chris Stapleton at Rupp earlier this weekend, 
or being there in the crowd to cheer on our favorite team, like Kentucky going against Georgia this weekend. With Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert show or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all live events. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice. And to make things even better, right now, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for $20 off orders of $200 or more. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code Locked On for $20 off orders of $200 or more. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee from the biggest concerts and game to the hottest theater and more. Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app. Enter promo code Locked On for $20 off orders of $200 or more. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event, like Kentucky vs. Georgia, this weekend. You are Locked On Kentucky, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. This defense, Kyle, the numbers, unbelievable. Now tied with Clemson for the number one scoring defense. That's something that I don't think anybody anticipated coming into this season. Uh, no. <laughs> no, they're, they are pretty and arguably one of the you know handful of best defenses in the country. It's legitimate. It's not a fluke. Uh, you know, Drew Locke is considered an NFL quarterback, and uh, he was awful against them. Uh, no touchdowns, like 165 passing yards, 50% completion. Um, and what they did in the second half was just, you, you just almost never see that, especially especially facing a, a pretty high-powered offense. Zero first downs in eight second-half possessions. I mean, that's how you were able to even have a chance to win a game where you had three points with five minutes to go. Mm-hmm. Three points. Three <laughs> points with five minutes to go. And Kentucky won that game. That means your defense is insane. And it's, I think, you know, part of the frustration for fans offensively is like, okay, if you just have a good, not even great, just even maybe just even pretty good offense with the way this defense is playing. Week after week after week, they can now they can now count on it. I mean, it's not a it's not a week to week thing. Every week, their defense is excellent. It's very good to great every week. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen has pretty much not had a bad game yet. He now leads the SEC in sacks and in tackles for loss. Uh, he's top five in the country in both of those, and he leads the nation in forced fumbles with five. He's got four strip sacks. They're really good. They are. Really, really, really good. And, you know, we credit Mark Stoops because he's the defensive guy, but I think it's fair uh, to give the defensive coordinator some love uh, as well. I mean, this has just been... Wait a minute, Kyle. I thought everybody hated Matt House and he didn't know how to do anything. Yeah, well, whoever's, whoever's pulling the strings, they get some credit. And really, all of them get credit because if somebody was bad at their job, they're somehow managing not to mess it up right now. <laughs> Uh, but I think, you know, Madhouse is doing a nice job. I, I, you know, LeBlanc with that defensive line, they've played really well. Yeah. And uh, they're, get, they're getting to the quarterback, and they're, they're not allowing anybody to run on them. I mean, Missouri couldn't get it. I think they were averaging like 200 rushing yards a game. They couldn't get anything going. I, I'm, re- I'm just, I'm really impressed. It, and that's because that was, a, that was a staggering second half. Josh Allen finishes with 11 tackles. Nine of them solo, two sacks for 17 yards loss. Both of those sacks, he forced a fumble. Just is just crazy. Luckily for Missouri, they recovered both of them. 
and to your point, what even made the defense kind of like when you think about it, un, more even unbelievable is the two touchdowns they gave up. In theory, they, they were on the they were on their own fault because they had penalties inside the red zone, and one was on a fourth down. And to your point about how good the defensive line had been, you you would give Kentucky a chance to make a stop on a fourth and one, so that could have been a nothing, but they false start, Missouri goes in. And then the other one was was another penalty. So the only, I mean, the only time the defense failed, it wasn't because of any execution or anything, you know, they really, really did. It was that they got a penalty, which just shows how crazy this good, how crazy good they are. Also, Jordan Jones, 10 tackles, the turnaround he's been able to make this this season from kind of a headache to a guy who has 10 tackles and you don't all the way notice him because he just does his job so well the whole game. Darius West also had, he had eight tackles and a pass breakup. Those three guys. And he blocked a punt. Yeah, he blocked a punt too. Or a field goal. Field goal. Yeah, yeah, that was good. That was good. Uh, the special teams overall played good and probably in the last segment we'll mention something about the kicking game. But uh, Dean Hood needs a raise, by the way. I mean, they've been great on kick coverage. Uh, they returned a punt for a touchdown. They've blocked a, blocked a field goal. I mean, they they have been really really good. Obviously, they're still searching for their kicker, and we, they got a new one now. But uh, the other areas, you know, they lost an all time kicker in school history. That's that's tough. But all the other areas, they're just so much better at special teams. There were so many times over the last five or six years where you just go, "What are they doing?" I mean, they were it was a very much. A liability, and it has not been for them. That is very, very accurate. Josh Allen is a close to making some history. The tenth sack of the season is the most for a Wildcat since Dean Wells had ten sacks in nineteen ninety two. It's the third most ever in a season, and he's got a bunch left. He passed uh, Bud Dupree for second in sacks for a career, so he's gonna. I, I'm gonna just go ahead and guess he's gonna do all those things and set all those records. He's now moved up into, I believe, the top 10 of Mel Kuyper's draft board, which is crazy. I mean, you know, it was one of those deals where when he comes back, you're always like, ah, he was going to be a second or third rounder. It's tough to turn that down. You know, that's a lot of risk. But if he stays on this trajectory and becomes a top 10 pick, that was the best decision he could have ever made. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm hesitant to say this, but I don't, you know, we were we were talking about Benny Snell as a Heisman dark horse Do early it. in the season, and Do he had it. a rough game and a rough interaction, and got kind of benched Saturday. Defensive guys over the year that kind of became the token defensive guy and to be on the Heisman list. It's going to be really a, a tough thing for any defensive player ever to do it. But if you were looking for one, Josh Allen comes out and has a two or three sack day and is a monster against Georgia, and they win that game. Or their defense, you know is unbelievable even if they don't win that game. Uh, you have to wonder, Josh Allen is, I think, the reason he shut up all these draft boards, I'm, I mean, you can make a pretty strong case that he is by far the best, not by far, but that he is the best pass rusher in the country. And um, he also defends the pass game because he'll drop into coverage some. Yeah, so. I mean, he's got, he's got, was it, 14 and a half tackles for loss through eight games, 10 sacks, five forced fumbles, and four pass breakups. Probably another half dozen or so 
pressures. I never trust those because, like, it said he had no pressure Saturday. I'm pretty sure he had, had a pressure or two. I don't think anybody knows how to really keep those stats. But also, I mean, so he's got SEC leading slash national leading stats in three or four categories. So the numbers are there, period. But beyond the actual numbers, I mean, quantify his impact by how often is he held and it's called? How often, much more often, is he held and it's not called? Again, there are all these instances where you can go back and see the replay and he's getting choked or clotheslined and nothing is called. How often is he having to be, is the other team having to use multiple people to try to block him? How often have they false started because he's, you know, coming screaming off the edge? When you add those things in, you know, if you're really watching the game, Josh, Josh Allen is a constant, constant impact on the game. Um, and so I'd be interested to see if they, if he starts to get any of that. Like, could he be the dark? Could it be him and not Benny? That's Kentucky's sort of dark horse Heisman guy. Because the longer they keep going, and if they pull this upset and punch a ticket to the SEC championship game, they're 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 certainly in the top ten. They're they've won the East. Uh, they're eight and one, uh, and you you know that you become a national darling when you do that, and people start looking through your roster and say, "Who can we recognize?" Right? Like, who who do we associate with the success? And it's going to be Josh and Benny. And you wonder if a guy like that. I mean, he is what he's doing this season is really, really, really dominant. And uh, I don't even with the best stats in the league, I don't think those stats are are, are uh, a fair indicator of how dominant he's been. All right. In the last segment, we will talk about Benny Snell's exchange and maybe ask one quick basketball question. But before that, I wanted to mention one thing, and then I wanted to tell you about one of the sponsors. You know uh, why Josh Allen doesn't have to buy any jewelry? Uh, no. Because the offensive linemen hang around his neck for free. <laughs> Good. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, now let's jump in and tell you about Sling TV. You don't want to watch the game. You need to watch the game, and you need to watch the game no matter where you are. The best way to do that is to use Sling TV. Are you sick of paying for 20 channels you never watch just to see the game? No. Right now you need Sling TV. It's the best way to watch college football. 30 bucks a month gets you ESPN, Pac-12 Network, SEC Network, and a bunch more. You can stream on your big screen and all your favorite devices, your computer, your phone, your tablet, any of those things, Sling TV is compatible with. Sling TV gives you the live TV you want, only better. There are no useless contracts, no long-term contracts, no useless channels, no hidden fees. You can cancel anytime. And as I always mention, you can upgrade or downgrade your package depending on what channels you need at that time. Right now, we got a promo going. Locked on listeners, that's you guys. Get a free seven-day trial if you go to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. Go check it out. It's a free trial. You got nothing to lose. This is Locked On Kentucky, your team every day. Okay, Kyle, the the exchange that uh, people have been kind of retweeting in, in the video clip where Benny Snell gets in the face of Eddie Grant and Mark Stoops, it was right after a personal foul on Benny Snell that cost his team 15 yards. My thought process is that's what that was about, more than like play calling or anything. 
So while still a concern, I guess, if you want to look at it that way, backtalk a little bit, it wasn't that he was mad about a certain play call or anything along those lines. Yeah, I mean, the problem the problem with any of this is we're just guessing. Right? We have no idea. We have no idea what he said. We have no idea for sure he was definitely saying it to Eddie Graham. Or, I mean, he was talking to in, in their direction. It wasn't really clear. Uh, I couldn't read his lips. I'm sure some people, expert lip readers, have decided what he was saying. Uh, but we don't, beyond that little clip, we don't know what he said before or after. We don't know what they were mad at him about, unless, I don't know, Did I, I didn't see the full length of uh, Buck Stoops' comments. Was, did he address that at all after the game? I watched the video, and I don't remember him mentioning it. I don't think the reporters on the ground saw the clip in real time, so they probably didn't get a chance to ask. But I will say this, Kyle, he'll probably have a similar theme from what he said uh, to Tom Leach after the game. He said that he got into into it with both Josh Allen and Derek Beatty, and he said that everybody's, uh, what's his, big boys, men, however he refers to them, and that he kind of likes that conflict a little bit because it's, it's fire and he needs to get into them a little bit. I think the actual quote he said to Tom Leach was, and I'm not, I am using the word, the, the shortened word because he censored himself on the radio, thankfully, he said that I MF'd him a little bit when he was talking about Josh Allen apparently wasn't doing something particularly right in the first half. So I don't think Mark uh, uh, Stoops, Stoops said he MF'd Josh Allen? That's what he said in this, the All Leach right. interview. I, I don't think Stoops has problems with a little bit of back and forth. And, you know, John Calipari, there's back and forth between him and players yeah. every once in a while. I don't think it's... Well, we've I, actually seen him on television say, you selfish MF'er. Yeah, so, I, listen... <laughs> When it goes to an extreme, it can be bad, but in small doses, I think it can not necessarily be beneficial, but it is what it is, and athletics, we all, everyone, everybody to be keyed up and ready to go, and sometimes emotions might spill over just a hair. Yeah, this is going to, you know, this is going to disturb some people, but there is sometimes <laughs> heavy profanity in college football on what? a college yeah, I'm not a big fan of the, like, grab your guy and headbutt him crap. Yeah, that's... Some of that, that stuff we've seen, but, uh, you know, I think these guys expect to... They they use the language, and they expect to have it used on them sometimes. I think coaches probably know which guys that's okay with and which they aren't. And that's a good point. I think for star players and a guy like Josh Allen, you know, he knows where you're coming from. He knows you don't think he stinks. You know, he knows that you know he's really good, and he knows that if you're yelling, go do this that he thinks you can, and you fix it and go do it. And clearly something changed. I mean, it was, again, just to go back to that second half, eight possessions from Missouri, eight three and out. They they suffocated them. It was, some, it was whatever Mark Stoops screamed besides MF was uh, effective. All right, one basketball question, and you have only 20 seconds to answer this. <laughs> Are you worried about your position on the Tyler Hero hype train after his performance against Transylvania? No, no, not really. Okay, uh, good enough. We'll talk more basketball this week. We got to wrap it up. We've been we went really long, just like I thought about that football game because it was such a crazy game, crazy ending, and now the SEC East Championship game, which doesn't technically exist, but I am creating this week, is going to be here in Lexington. So we'll have you all covered up on that. We'll talk some basketball later on this week. John Calipari will talk to the media later, and they have another exhibition game on Friday night. So we'll mix that in this week. 
Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Kentucky. You can follow us on social media at Locked On UK on Twitter and find Locked On Kentucky on Facebook. Find me on Twitter at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. And me at Kyle Tucker underscore A-T-H. Thanks again to Lex Start Nutrition. That's L-E-X Start Nutrition.com. Go check them out and get yourself feeling better today. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon.